Hello, Stephen. Hello, Erica. What the hell are we doing here? You tell me. <laughs> we are recording Lazy Doctor Who, a brand new Doctor Who podcast, because, you know, the world needs more of those. Yeah. The original idea is that we are going to be watching every episode of Doctor Who, including recons, reconstructions, mm-hmm. about which more much later, uh, from 1963's An Unearthly Child until the present day, whatever that present day may be when we get to it. <laughs> Ooh, exciting. I know. Yeah. So how come we're doing this as a podcast? Uh, well, we decided a long, 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 long time ago that we were going to watch all of Doctor Who from from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if that was your idea or mine. Was, uh, I think it might have been mine because I wanted to impress you with my DVD collection. <laughs> well, it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we haven't gotten to it until just now. Uh-huh. Um, and, and you, I remember you saying that you were very excited to do this, to watch all the way through yeah. without having to blog about it or mm-hmm. podcast about it yep. or write a, write anything and and in my head i was saying is that allowed are, are we allowed to watch a tv show and not do a podcast about it specifically doctor who mm-hmm. so i came up with an idea um that maybe perhaps you'd you'd go for clearly you did uh that that <laughs> we could that we could just you know it, have a podcast with no rules so we wouldn't necessarily need to release an episode every week or every month or anything just sort of when we felt like it and we could just watch as much doctor who as we felt like at a time so each episode of the podcast could be about one episode of doctor who or an entire story or half of a story or a story and a half just whatever we decided that we felt like watching in a night Mm -hmm. and no editing no no editing um (laughs) And the funny thing is that is that you now, with all your... You see, back when we first met, you didn't have any podcasts at all. Nope, not a one. And you were worried about being on one at one point, I think. And I, <laughs> and I didn't convince you to, to go on Verity, but I sort of encouraged you, I think. Mm-hmm. And so you did that. And now you do like two or three Verity recordings every two weeks. <laughs> and you're on The Incomparable a lot. Like a lot yeah like total party kill and like i'm just talking across Mm -hmm. all so now (laughs) and because of that you like to do homework for podcasts and our calendar is littered with things that you have Mm -hmm. to watch for this because of that Mm -hmm. that's why this podcast is here because now it's an actual thing that we have to do (laughs) on a calendar otherwise we'll never do it otherwise we'll never do it that's true if we weren't podcasting about it we might not get through Doctor Who. You no. forgot to mention the audio guide to Babylon 5. Chip's going to be very upset. I was. I didn't mention any, any of my podcasts either. Well, one of your podcasts is actually the reason that we have put this off for so long. That's right. The Memory Cheats, um, where me and my friend Josh watched all... Well, we didn't watch. We talked about all 160 uh, stories from the classic era from memory, randomly drawn. And I didn't feel right watching some of the stories because one of the earliest ones was one of the last ones we drew and mm-hmm. so i wouldn't feel right watching that and then being able to talk for, about it from memory so once that thing wrapped up which happened in like april of 2015 i thought okay now we can do this now we can actually mm-hmm. begin the lazy doctor who journey and here we are here we are we we have finally started and we watched an honestly child mm-hmm. the very first episode of all of doctor who ever yeah serial code what a. A. It's pretty easy now, isn't it? But the serial code is for the whole story, right? Not yeah. just each episode. Yeah. We just watched part one because we just wanted to get our feet wet, <laughs> watch the episode that everyone thinks is good, 
um, of the four parts of that very first story in 1963. It's weird to watch, because this, for me, this has been a tradition to watch An Earthly Child, part one, uh, on November 23rd, Doctor Who's anniversary. So this is like the first time in a while that I've watched it out of context of that. <laughs> what about you? Um I have only watched it on Doctor Who Day the past couple of years since you and I have been together two, three years, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, before that, I I don't even know that I necessarily knew what Doctor Who Day was. I mean, I've been watching Doctor Who since I was five, but I, I didn't know the, the production details. Mm -hmm. um, and I've definitely seen an Unearthly Child episode one more times than I've seen any other William Hartnell anything. Um, and I've actually read the Target novelization of the whole story more times than anything else, but it was so long ago that I don't remember anything beyond episode one. So Really? Yeah. I know I watched it because I think my mom had it on VHS back in the day, but it, it probably, if I watched it on my last big rewatch, that was 1994, and my last big rewatch only included whatever she had on VHS, which was not everything. So the last time you watched this and or most Doctor Who was 1994, then is what you're saying? Yes, for my whole... I mean, I did, like I said, I saw this episode mm -hmm. a couple of times over the last two years. Yeah. What did you think of it this time around? It's still so good. We we settled in to watch it, and I always kind of, when I'm watching an old movie or old TV show, I have to put myself in sort of the, the old school frame of mind to kind of, you know, get ready to, to watch something that's that's not made with the same production values mm. and pacing and stuff from, from current day television. Not that I don't like that stuff. It's just, it's a different experience. And I was, I was kind of thinking, well, we've been sitting on the couch for a while. I'd been watching other things and Twitter and I was like, oh, okay, well, you know what? I enjoyed the story, so it'll be it'll be good enough. We'll get through it. It'll be a quick twenty-five minutes. Well, no, in my head I was thinking, oh, this is probably going to feel like it drags on right. and on. And then, like, I swear it was twelve minutes later, and suddenly it's done, and we're seeing the closing credits. That it just zips by so fast. It does not feel like like old school television. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the way it's directed, I've. I, I mean, yes, they had a practice run to, to do it. They did the pilot version and then got to redo it. But some of the camera moves, I think, are really ambitious for oh, like what? for the time. Uh, just, uh, I wish I had thought to pay close attention to exactly which which scenes. Um, in the junkyard, I know the camera kind of follows follows them around. At, and there are an awful lot of close-ups on William Hartnell's face that just seem really risky because all he has to do is move like a half an inch in either direction and he is off the screen. You get the imp I know that's that's what I love watching archive TV like this for is because you get, you know, you get the sense that it's been meticulously rehearsed several times throughout that Friday. They basically they, how they made Doctor Who back then is one episode a week. They got the script on Monday. They started reading it. Rehearsal started basically from Tuesday through Thursday. On Friday, they did sort of a run in front of the producers. And then they did like another run through on the set as well. And then like 8.45 that night, they recorded until 10 p.m. Hour and 15 minutes. Three recording breaks uh, to record one episode, one 25-minute episode of Doctor Who. So what you're seeing is pretty much as live. And so all those little, like, not only the actors sort of have to rehearse, but the they have to sort of maintain and they have to, as you say, stay in that field mm -hmm. of vision. They cannot move off that block, otherwise the entire shot's ruined. And sometimes you can see the camera sort of correcting a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they'll cut away to someone else. And I think there's one time when the camera sort of, you can see a little sort of <laughs> struggling to get the close-up of, of William Russell there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching stuff like that. You know, when the, the flashback scenes, when Carol Ann Ford is, uh, as Susan is in the, um, in the classroom talking mm-hmm. to Ian, um, who of course is being, you know, from his point of view of the camera. The reason it's from his POV is because he's Ian Chester's William Russell is in the car <laughs> with his lines that he's, I think, are being played in on the studio. So they're basically cutting back and forth between the sets um, oh live, God. which I just find fascinating. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and I have I have an awful lot of uh, just. I, I bow down to them because, I mean, I went to school for radio, television, film, and um, I took a studio class. And we, you know, I was usually running a camera, so I know how hard it is to take, make that camera, follow the person. We did one video with a uh, with a Barbie doll as the main character. And you think it's hard to follow a person, try zooming in and following a Barbie doll. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... <laughs> Barbie William, doll. Yes. Fun. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I could, following William Hartnell's face... As he's, you know, an actual person who's moving like a normal human being as opposed to a doll. Wow. Good job, guys. Yeah. Good job, people who made Doctor Who in 1963. Still a magical episode, though, isn't it? It is. It is. Every time I see it. And just, I mean, from a story perspective, too, I there's part of me that wishes I could have seen this first without knowing anything else that was going to come after because it is such a, a discovery. I mean, you're just... Well, actually, you don't discover a whole lot, but it's it's such a mystery because you really have no idea at the beginning what is going on, and each little nugget of information that the te- the teachers let loose, it's just it's like oh that you know the plot thickens yeah. every time one of them talks, and I love it. It's perfect pilot dialogue and scenes. You know, everything is laid out, but it's natural. That mm-hmm. whole dialogue of, of them explaining what the TARDIS is and how it works just feels so... Maybe just because I've seen it like a billion times. But <laughs> it just felt really nice to watch that again, I have to say. It was great. I think, it's, I think we're off to a good start. Yeah, I think we are. Now the cavemen are next. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't remember anything about that. No. Yeah. I think you can find this episode on iTunes, I think. We have to remember that people who listen to this don't necessarily... I have watched Doctor Who since they're five or eight or nine. Very true. Um, the DVDs are harder to find. That's why I'm glad I got them when I did, because mm-hmm. they are going out of out of print these days. But um, um, do do watch uh, An Unearthly Child, um, all mm-hmm. four episodes. As we'll find out, I think that we will be pleasantly surprised by the Caveman episodes, which everyone mm-hmm. sort of gets bored with, but... I've, I've heard some more recent defense of, of it. I don't remember where from. Mm-hmm. But I seem to remember some podcast or another um, talking about it that it's not as bad as people think. So we'll yeah. see. Mm-hmm. Do we have a website for this yet? Um, it's lazydoctor.com, isn't it? It is. It is. Yep. Easy yeah. enough to remember. Yeah. And ooh, and we're on Twitter at lazydoctorwho. There we go. And mm-hmm. that's it for now. That is. That's recording. And that's it for this podcast, I guess. Yeah. Yep. No rules. We don't have to go any particular length. We can stop whenever we want. That's right. So, let's stop now. Okay.